Bankless Nation, today we've got an episode for you with the founders of Polygon. We are talking about the Polygon Endgame, this release, this software release, this upgrade that Polygon is doing. They call it Polygon 2.0. Why is this important? Well, Polygon is one of the most used chains in crypto. And I think that in itself is a massive accomplishment. There's also been some criticism of Polygon in the past, some critiques that it's just a sidechain, that maybe it doesn't have the Ethereum alignment that the marketing says it does. I think the release of Polygon 2.0 will silence the critics. There's a lot of decentralization going on in today's conversation, including a path forward for the Polygon proof of stake chain. A few things we talk about. Number one, how Polygon is scaling Ethereum using ZK technology. Number two, a promise Polygon made to the community to upgrade the Polygon proof of stake chain and change it to a rollup, more specifically a Validium. We'll talk about what they're doing there. Number three, we'll talk about Polygon's big token upgrade, what they're doing with the Matic token. They're converting it to even more of a work token. Interesting discussion follows there. They don't see Matic being a money token. Uh, and number four, we conclude with what is going on with layer twos, the infrastructure wars, as they were called in today's episode. David, what were your takes on this episode? Well, we all know that we are in the middle of the layer two wars. So the, the layer two wars are definitely heating up, especially here at, at ETHCC and Polygon's transition to Polygon 2 also enters into the game, their strategy for going from a single chain to many, many, many chains. Uh, we have, of course, have the OP stack, the ZK stack. Arbitrum recently has now uh, Orbits. Now Polygon has their fully-fledged ecosystem to have what they call supernets to also fit into the world of all of these Layer 2 platforms that want to turn into standards for horizontal scaling. So we can all have infinite block space, especially by the time this next bull market comes around, which uh, lately seems to be coming a little bit closer than uh, and a little bit sooner than I, than I think we all anticipated. So I think listeners are going to learn a ton in this episode about Polygon, about one of the most used networks that we have on Ethereum. Before we get into the episode, quick disclosures. Polygon is a sponsor to Bankless. Ryan here is also an advisor to Polygon. I also have some small amount of poly tokens as well. Um, Polygon's been around for a while and we're big fans. And so those are our disclosures. You can see all of our disclosures at bankless.com slash disclosures. All right, let's go in here from Sandeep and Mihalo, the two co-founders of Polygon. But first, a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially Kraken, our preferred exchange for crypto in 2023. If you are not prepared for a bull market, you better get prepared. You can get prepared by getting an account with Kraken right now. You could, there is a link in the show notes to get started. Kraken Pro has easily become the best crypto trading platform in the industry. The place I use to check the charts and the crypto prices, even when I'm not looking to place a trade. On Kraken Pro, you'll have access to advanced charting tools, real-time market data, and lightning-fast trade execution, all inside their spiffy new modular interface. Kraken's new customizable modular layout lets you tailor your trading experience to suit your needs. Pick and choose your favorite modules and place them anywhere you want in your screen. With Kraken Pro, you have that power. Whether you are a seasoned pro or just starting out, join thousands of traders who trust Kraken Pro for their crypto trading needs. Visit pro.kraken.com to get started today. Introducing Polygon 2.0, the value layer for the internet. For too long, the limitations of blockchains have held back app development and stifled user adoption. The internet allows anyone to create and exchange information. What's missing is a value layer that lets anyone exchange, store, and program value. That's where Polygon 2.0 comes in. Polygon Labs has unveiled a series of innovations that will radically alter the Polygon ecosystem and Web3 as a whole. By leveraging groundbreaking ZK innovations, such as Polygon ZK EVM, the next iteration of the best 
Dragon-class Plonky 2 proving system and a first-of-its-kind ZK-powered interoperability layer, Polygon 2.0 will give users and devs unlimited scalability and unified liquidity. Right now, there is a Polygon improvement proposal regarding a potential ZK-powered upgrade of Polygon Proof-of-Stake. If approved, Polygon Proof-of-Stake would become a Layer 2 ZKEVM Validium. So make your voice heard on this proposal by joining the Polygon Discord today. You have a chance to help the Polygon community give the internet the value layer it deserves. Mantle, formerly known as BitDAO, is the first DAO-led Web3 ecosystem, all built on top of Mantle's first core product, the Mantle Network, a brand new high-performance Ethereum Layer 2 built using the OP stack, but uses Eigenlayer's data availability solution instead of the expensive Ethereum Layer 1. Not only does this reduce Mantle Network's gas fees by 80%, but it also reduces gas fee volatility, providing a more stable foundation for Mantle's applications. The Mantle Treasury is one of the biggest DAO-owned treasuries, which is seeding an ecosystem of projects from all around the Web3 space for Mantle. Mantle already has sub-communities from around Web3 onboarded, like Game7 for Web3 Gaming, and Bybit for TVL and Liquidity and OnRamps. So if you want to build on the Mantle network, Mantle is offering a grants program that provides milestone-based funding to promising projects that help expand, secure, and decentralize Mantle. If you want to get started working with the first DAO-led Layer 2 ecosystem, check out Mantle at mantle.xyz and follow them on Twitter at 0xMantle. Bankless Nation, we are super excited to introduce you once again to Sandeep and Mahalo. They are the co-founders of Polygon. They are beaming in from ETHCC, the conference. So we're all in hotel rooms. Well, except for me, of course. I'm always at home, never on the conference scene. Sandeep, Mahalo, how are you guys doing? Great, doing great. Doing great, doing great. Just taking uh, note of the Sandeep's tattoo. <laughs> what are you showing us? Wait, what's that? Polygon tattoo. You got a Polygon tattoo? Oh, it's temporary. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but soon I should get one. Uh, and yeah, like just uh, hustling through the CC. It's like uh, arguably the best uh, event in that sense. Like very great, high quality. Really great event. Less crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad it's been good for you guys. Um, David's been filling me in and we've got a whole bunch of uh, conversations coming out of that. But that tattoo, I'm a little concerned, Sandeep, that it's temporary because, you know, we're all about immutability in crypto here. So I'm, I'm waiting for the immutable polygon tattoo that is inked and cannot be removed it's a test net it's a test net like (laughs) (laughs) so in this episode we're going to get into all of polygon 2.0 because there's a big update we're getting some changes to the polygon token we're going to talk about the technology trans uh, transition from the proof of stake to the zk evm but before i just a little bit more on ecc i've had a fantastic ecc uh, but I want to get your guys' perceptions as to who is asking you guys about what about Polygon. What's been the the response? Because this announcement went out, you know, earlier than ECC. So when people come up to talk to you guys and ask you guys questions, what are they what are they poking around about? Like, what what's the hype about Polygon when they come to talk to you? I think generally, like the Polygon 2.0 has been received very very well in the industry, like much beyond the expectations that we were thinking. And everybody is like, you know, this is like, I actually met like some of the researchers, which, you know, including, you know, I mean, a lot of researchers from the, from, from Ethereum foundation to Cosmos to, to like various different uh, ecosystems. And, you know, many of them said that, you know, the Polygon 2.0 architecture that this, they see it's, it feels like the most, you know, kind of practical and probable architecture like whether polygon builds that or somebody else builds that that's a separate thing but point being that using the power of zk this looks look looks to be the architecture which can actually provide this infinitely scaling web3 uh you know trustless computation and you know also while 
even though you are scaling infinitely while providing a level of like you know proven composability or cross chain uh, as we say unified liquidity across this value layer of internet that we say so i think that that has been that has been the highlight uh, for us and definitely a lot uh, a lot of discussion around zk because you know arguably now our uh, you know polygon zk stuff is like absolutely state of the art so uh, jordi is like a rock star <laughs> you know here so uh, yeah a lot of zk related discussions and uh, developers coming up to us yeah i can just take what what sandeep said i think in in addition to that i think it's kind of becoming obvious we, we at some point became not not really irritated but we felt a little bit sad that we were not really able to communicate all the great development that's happening on the zk front uh, within polygon now and i think now finally community understands how how strong polygon zk team is and how uh, exciting everything that you're working on uh, uh, is so so that was my maybe second biggest kind of impression that that people are starting to to kind of realize that and with yeah with polygon 2.0 the 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 um, um the the feedback has been really really great and we are very excited to to move forward with the whole um with the whole concept one of my favorite memories of uh, ECC Mahalo was uh, in 2021 it was you me and Mariano Conti and it was the last day of ECC a lot of people had already left and, and it was just us three left it felt like I remember exactly we, where that was yeah and we were just grabbing some beers and i remember you get a phone call and you jump up from the table and go take this phone call for five to 10 minutes. And just me and Mariano just like chatting, just chatting, drinking our beers. And then you come back and you sit down and it goes, oh, really good news, guys. Really good news. And me and Mariano are like, oh, great. What, what, what is it? Tell us. And you go, I, I can't say. I can't say. I'm like, Mahalo, come on, bro. What? You, you got you to say. It's like, no, I can't say, guys. I can't say. And then like six weeks, eight weeks later, Polygon announces the acquisition of, of Hermes, which later turned her into Polygon Hermes, which is, of course, Jordy's project. And then next EC, a year later, was the announcement of Polygon ZK EVM. And then now here we are at the ZK EVM Polygon 2.0 stack. So it's just a nice little like quick story about like ECC and the progression of uh, these systems over the years and, you know, the players that stick around through the years and uh, relentlessly build forward. Totally, totally. And then at that point, I, I, as you know, and as you understood later, I had that kind of oath of, of NDA type of oath where, because Hermes had a token, right? And we could not right. have publicly said anything in order to avoid any sort of speculation and whatnot. That was the only reason. Otherwise, of course, I would have shared with you with, with pleasure. But uh, yeah, Paris is very significant kind of for, for development of Polygon and this short but very exciting history. And yeah, we also announced ZKVM here in Paris. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we're kind of wrapping up the whole Polygon 2.0 thing here as well. Yeah, and I think for Jordi, it's even more historical. Like, you know, he actually presented, presented the, the first, first time the idea of a ZK-based roll-up. Like he's the, many people don't know that he's the one who came up with this idea. He originally presented it here. Next year, presented like the, the Hermes 1.0, which was only a payment thing launched that then next year we announced the polygon uh you know working together and they announced last year they had announced testnet uh i think right in the in the ecc and this, this year, year was the main last year was the completion of the code it was feature complete yeah. here we released the the code uh-huh. base completely and uh yeah now the main <laughs> It's incredible how um, crypto has has kind of grown. I, I remember a time where I could keep pe- track of all of the major projects. You, you just even all of the major projects that we're building on Ethereum, right? It's just like I had them in my brain. 
And now it's getting difficult to even keep up with all of the major projects on top of Polygon, right? Like the Polygon <laughs> ecosystem is probably bigger than the entire uh, Ethereum ecosystem uh, circa 2019, 2020, right? That, that That's how fast it's grown. And so we're, we're, I think we want to start this conversation because this is a conversation to really unpack this thing called Polygon 2.0. And I want to make sure that listeners understand what Polygon 2.0 is and what it contains, because there's a lot going on here, right? It just inside of the Polygon ecosystem. And I think the way um, I understand this is maybe divided into, into three parts that we want to touch on today. The first part is Polygon proof of stake moving to a ZK EVM and what that means. So that's the first thread we'll pull on. Uh, secondly, I think we want to talk about the holistic stack here, the tech stack, you know, the layers and what you're doing here, because this will give uh, people a sense for what the capabilities of the Polygon ecosystem and architecture are. And then thirdly, I think we want to talk about uh, token economics, the uh, token economics of Matic and where this is moving uh, moving forward. So those are the three kind of pillars we're going to touch. Does that sound good? Yep. And there's a fourth one, which is the, the governance, the, the release of the new governance framework that you're proposing for, for the whole ecosystem, for governing three important or three pillars, as we define them, of, of uh, uh, Polygon ecosystem and Polygon governance. Yeah. Lovely. Okay, so we got three pillars, and then we got this governance wrapper around those yes. three pillars that we're going to talk about. So, um, Absolutely. so I mean, the Polygon 2.0, like I'll first take a stab at it, like at a high level. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give us the high level. Take a stab a bit, uh, and then Mihailo can, you know, go more deeper into technical stuff. But basically the whole design of Polygon 2.0 is the philosophy is exactly how, uh, or, or is derived from the current Web 2 internet, right? Like, you know, this is Web 3. And we want to say that if Web 3 is going to achieve or is is uh you know we want web3 to achieve that level of scale of web2 then it needs to have two key characteristics that web2 has the first key characteristics as web2 web2 has is practically infinitely scalable more websites more apps more uh you know softwares are going uh, you know need to be created you you create more and more servers and you know it keeps on growing like you know every year we have like millions of millions of uh, apps join the system so it needs to be infinitely scalable second the second part is even more important is that this is this web 2 is basically this internet of information internet of data where the information can seamlessly flow from like it doesn't matter whether i am you know sitting in paris and you guys are in the us and the the website that we are accessing in between is from some other part of the of the world and uh, you know we can seamlessly you know use this uh, or share and create and exchange that information with each other right whether it's video content this content that content it's seamless basically it it wasn't like that uh, you know 30 40 years back when the internet actually came it was named internet because it was a network of networks previous to that there was a lot of networks but they were like darpa net and and things like that they were die separate networks and previously, you know, if you wanted to have some information or data moving from one kind of network to another network, it almost felt like that, like it feels today when you have to bridge your USDT into other chain and things like that, right? So the information also was not seamless, but today it's seamless. So these two should be the characteristics, like infinitely scalable and unified liquidity that we say. we Because it's an internet of value, we say unified liquidity means value can move from one layer to another layer seamlessly. And how we achieve that is 
basically uh, you know we have a very nice diagram also very simply which says that which shows that you know polygon is a, is is basically is going to become this multi chain network of layer 2s secured by zk so everything needs to be secured by zk and we will discuss about like our polygon pos converting into zk and all that all that combines and aligns into this vision that all the chains here whether it's supernets supernets previously used to be like individual side chains and eventually they were going to have zk proofs so that moment has arrived now that where all we you can have like polygon pos chain like chain public chains zk evm chain or these supernets everything uh you know acts as a layer 2 uh you know proven on ethereum on top of ethereum using the power of zk and then we have a aggregator layer which actually combines the zk proofs in one recursively and puts one single proof on ethereum what happens with these recursive combination in this aggregator layer is that one chain like let's say you are on a chain number 100 and you are you want to swap some value from chain number 10 to chain number 100 right what you do essentially there is simply the moment the chain number 10 has put some put the zk proof on the aggregator layer the chain number 100 can easily see that uh, that zk proof and knows that the xyz transaction that is coming on chain number 100 is a part of this zk proof that has been submitted that means you can allow that cross chain transaction to happen so and imagine like how big big this concept is that you don't care whether that chain has one validator two validator 100 validator doesn't matter it's a private chain doesn't matter for you as far as the transaction can be proven that this transaction is a part of this zk proof the other chains in the ecosystem will be able to simply uh, you know take that right so <clears throat> essentially what is being solved here first you can have as as much as much block space if you want like as many chains can be seen so it's infinitely scalable second because of the power of these zk proofs all the in all the value is seamlessly able to move across these chains right so unified liquidity and this is the architecture using this power of zk and recursion what we have figured out in last two years uh, with these multiple zk teams this brings us to this culmination of this polygon 2.0 which is like infinitely scalable and uh, you know unified uh, liquidity and uh, and yeah like you know that's why uh, you know some of these interoperability features and and these features like th this all aligns into whatever next things we said like polygon pos becoming zk and and things like that may hello want to add not much to add i guess maybe i can just add that we are very very kind of uh, um uh, happy and confident about this tech stack that you're proposing now and it is uh, the result of this a practically two years long period of I, I would say divergence that we have had in Polygon. We, um, so we understood that we shouldn't really try to predict the future to to from the get go propose one single approach, one single tech stack, and and uh, that has played out pretty badly for for some of the projects projects out there in the in the past, right? And and um, proposing or 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 creating the architecture that is indeed that can support mainstream adoption that can support practically unlimited scalability and seamless interoperability is not an easy task obviously and we have intentionally uh, um, encouraged this period of experimentation and as i said that it has lasted for almost two years and we have had multiple client development efforts multiple zk projects experimenting even with data availability and whatnot and, and we have really learned a lot 
uh, during during that period. And we slowly, some time ago, started converging, so to say, towards a, a more concrete architecture. And now we are, I would say, very confident uh, uh, that this is the way to go. And yeah, uh, by leveraging, as Sandeep said, the, the, the power of ZK and advanced advanced implementations like ZKVM that we have been able to ship, uh, uh, and this advanced and in my uh, um, to to the best of my knowledge, the only interoperability protocol that allows uh, um, scalability and global consistency across the whole ecosystem. I have never seen uh, um, such approach. Um, we are very confident that this is the the, the optimal uh, architecture to build basically the value layer of the internet. This is very cool. There's there's two themes I'm kind of drawing upon, um, maybe for the listener and what you're describing for Polygon 2.0 uh, here. Uh, you know, the first is what you were just talking about, Mahalo, is this journey for Polygon from divergence to convergence. And I'll just say um, one of the strengths of Polygon has always been, I think, its practicality in that you guys didn't just test one approach. You tested like all of the approaches at once. Like even I remember for a while when kind of Matic, uh, you know, was doing like the plasma uh, based approach as well. And so you had side chains, you had plasma, you had proof of stake, um, you have rollups, you're doing all of the approaches at once. And the concern about that, the, the benefit of that kind of divergence is you get to test all of the experiments, you don't have to bet on a single experiment. The concern about that is, well, what if it, it it fractures? What if we're not able to create a unified experience? What if we're not able to scale this? What if it's brittle? And so now the next move and why this is a 1.0 to a 2.0 is because this is a move towards convergence where you can unify all of these approaches. And I've heard you say it so many times that I want to like I want to emphasize it feels like ZK that this term zero knowledge these ZK proofs have been kind of the unlock that allows for that a convergence and I, I don't know that I sufficiently understand how that works. I, I'm hopeful I get a better understanding by the end of this episode. Um, but that, if we can unlock ZK, that gives us the sc scalability and the unified one network type of user experience that we're all looking for. So let's talk about that. And um, I think a lot of listeners will be familiar with or will have used uh, Polygon's proof of stake network at some point in time, um, you know, with with Matic tokens and you know, doing all sorts of DeFi types of things on top of Polygon proof of stake chain. That is moving to ZK EVM type of technology. Or actually, why don't you guys describe what this proof of stake chain to ZK transition is going to look like? So the before state uh, and the after state and the increased kind of unification security uh, guarantees that we get after this change is in place. Um, do you want to start? Uh, do you want to start, Sandeep? Yeah. Uh, so basically, first, I want to give a very, you know, kind of layman uh, definition of ZK. Like what exactly, like why, why are we able to use ZK for the zero knowledge technology, which was used to be a privacy technology, like which was initially popular for privacy technology, how it is used for scaling. Essentially in ZK, what, what you were doing is that, uh, what you do is that you prove to someone that you have something or you did something, right? It's a very simple way, especially in the case of computation. Like it might sound simple, but let's say today, if let's say Ryan, like you said, that Sandeep, I'm going to pay for your, if I was a student, you say, I'm going to pay for your, all your uh, education bill for next one year, right? And at the end of the year, I came to you and I gave you 1000 bills. And I said that Ryan, like total was a total expense was $20,000, right? 
the only way you can actually verify that this is actually $20,000 is you have to go through all the bills and then you have to do the total yourself, right? If it's plotted in Excel, you have to total, total it yourself. There is no other way. Now, imagine if, if my whole billing process was a bigger, uh, you know, computational process, like I was doing a lot of things, right? And I wanted to prove to you, there is only one way I have to give you all the data. You have to run the whole program yourself and then prove something, right? And when we are trying to scale Ethereum, now think of it from, from Ethereum's point of view. We are trying to scale the execution power on Ethereum, right? The only way, like for example, how it works in, let's say, in case of uh, previously, like, you know, ZK or the Solidity, uh, Soul VM and all those attempts were there. And kind of like optimistic rollups also, they don't execute the whole transaction, whole data. But what they do is in optimistic rollups, you put all the data and all the, you know, state route and everything on Ethereum. And then you expect that somebody will run the whole chain. And if there is something wrong is found, you will raise, you will raise the fraud proof, right? This is why there is a limit to the scalability optimistic rollups can provide. And that's why you have a seven day withdrawal period because it's inherently optimistic in nature. You are assuming everything is correct. But with the power of ZK, I can prove you a full blown computation. Like in the same example, I was, if I was a student and uh, you paid 20,000, I had 1000 bills, but we can agree on a simple, you know, kind of a proof in between or a proof layer in between. And I will just give you a proof like, Ryan, I need 20,000. I will need $20,000 because this was my bill. I give you that succinct proof. You put it on that validity proof layer and you are hundred percent sure that Sandeep is saying correct. He's not fudging the bills. The same case goes in this situation. Like if I am a layer two, and I am doing a lot of computation, like, you know, the smart contracts are happening and billions of dollars are, are being transacted. But on Ethereum, Ethereum doesn't need to run all those, you know, source code on Ethereum to be sure that this layer two is working fine. That's the whole point of layer two, right? You want Ethereum's final guarantee that everything that layer two is doing is correct, right? So instead of that, instead of giving the whole transaction, like what happens with optimistic rollups, they're giving the whole data and the state route and everything to Ethereum. And then assume somebody will run and, you know, run the fraud proof. With ZK, you simply provide the whole proof of the computation. You say, this is a succinct proof. This proves that whatever I have done is correct. And as per the rules of the, of the EVM, like virtual machine, I'm not changing values from my side and all that. And Ethereum just needs to run that small proof and is 100% sure that the sequencer, whether it's one single sequencer or it's 10 sequencer, no matter what, everything was executed correctly. That is the power of ZK. And imagine how big this concept is. Now you can do huge amount of computations off chain and just bring back small proofs on Ethereum the final guarantee is provided by Ethereum, but you can do huge amount of compute. This can provide you that level of scalability. That's the simple magic of ZK, right? And, and then it, it, it's only about how much you can optimize those ZK proofs, how the cost of those creating those proofs can be simpler, lower and all that. And that's where it's, it's like, you know, the differentiation comes where Polygon and especially Polygon ZK VM and Polygon Zero Teams and, and Maiden Teams, they have combined like completely like smashed it in terms of the uh, performance of how fast you can prove and how low costly in a low cost manner you can prove on or, or validate on Ethereum. That's why ZK proofs are called validity proofs. The another benefit of ZK is that since it's a validity proof, the moment you put the proof on Ethereum and Ethereum accepts the proof, that means everything was correct. So you don't need a seven day withdrawal period compared to what you need in uh, optimistic rollups. If you are putting a proof every five minutes, you can withdraw your funds every five minutes uh, using the power of ZK. And this actually, like this is why I'm saying that this, again, let's revisit the Polygon 2.0 vision. 
all these chains layer twos on top of Ethereum using the using ZK proofs. So it doesn't matter. There are five chains, 10 chains, 100 chains. And who is running those chains? If, if it's a college dorm room guy running the chain, uh, you know that this proof is coming on on this on this uh, you know aggregator layer, and each chain knows that the execution is done correct. And once the proof is submitted to Ethereum, Ethereum also verifies that all these hundreds or thousands of chains they all are executing correctly. So now you can have millions and millions of users individually running those chains, and the interconnectivity between those chains is there. So it feels like one single large chain infinitely growing block space because there is interoperability between them. And the chain, you can add more and more chains to add more and more capacity. That is the whole concept of uh, layer two. And you said you said absolutely correctly that ZK is the unlock, like these fast ZK proving and these recursive proofs is the unlock that, you know, are these three, four teams working together were able to crack. And that's where we are at Polygon 2.0. Yeah, and going back to to Polygon POS chain and the the upgrade that you that you that you mentioned. So uh, currently, as as I guess a lot of people know, Polygon POS chain is one of the most used uh, uh, chains in 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 the industry. Basically, it has uh, currently way more transactions than than Ethereum, uh, pretty mature or quite mature ecosystem, etc. Three hundred million plus end user uh, wallets or addresses, whatever you want to call them, and. Um, we definitely don't want Polygon POS chain to be left out with this Polygon 2.0 vision, right? And and this proposed upgrade has two main uh, consequences, I would say. One consequence is currently Polygon POS chain op is operated by a set of validators. They are 100 plus uh, uh, Matic staked validators, and they are providing the security for the chain. And theoretically, there is this bridge that uh, uh, connects Polygon POS chain to Ethereum, and, uh, and these validators practically and factually control this bridge. So theoretically, they could try if they collude, if they gain a lot of uh, or enough or super majority of the stake, they could try to uh, attack the chain and maybe uh, withdraw funds from 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 the bridge itself. And now with this proposed upgrade and and uh, zkvm that is showing great performance uh, um, already uh, as a as a reference we have latest benchmarks which are uh, uh, the proving costs for ETH transfers are zero point zero 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 eight five so four zeros eight five for for uh, an ETH transfer in zkvm these are the actual proving costs so practically these costs are negligible and and to be honest orders of magnitude lower than what we were initially expect, expected when we when we started working on zkvm so uh, and that's for the type 2 that that is already uh um in in production on on, on mainnet uh we are making great progress with type 1 and basically we will have opportunity to choose whichever approach is is better for for the community and for for the pos chain specifically but uh long story short Z, our zkvm tech is definitely mature enough now so it can support uh the level of activity that pos chain has uh hence why we decided to to put forward this proposal to upgrade it to zk validium so as i descri described the the chain itself and the bridge is currently controlled by this set of validators after the upgrade we can continue to have these validators but but in a form of decentralized sequencers and use the power of zkvm to turn this uh, POS chain, which is uh, practically a side chain at the moment, uh, into a full-blown layer two. Uh, we are proposing the Validium solution because we currently have rollup already live on, on mainnet, the ZKVM rollup that is already active. And 
ZKVM Validium and ZKVM Rollup would become kind of like a nice product mix where you have these trade-offs between Validium and Rollup. Rollup has full-blown security of Ethereum because it uses Ethereum also for data availability, but it has lower throughput and higher costs. Uh, whereas the this Validium has much higher throughput, much lower footprint on Ethereum, hence can offer much lower transaction fees. So basically any application can can uh, pick uh, one of these two solutions. So that's currently what we're proposing. We're also in discussions with uh, with people from the, the Ethereum Foundation and Denkrad, we just discussed here in, in Paris and Justin Drake. We are practically not even against turning this POS chain into a full-blown roll-up, but for that we were we would at the very least need 4844, EIP 4844 uh, active on mainnet. We will have some sort of a working group group in the following weeks to just basically explore even that as an option. But the current proposal is to turn POS chain into Validium and we have this rollup already on mainnet. So that would be, as I said, kind of like a nice uh, product mix. Um, that would uh, uh, increase significantly. There are two, as I said, major consequences of that. One major consequence is that the security of the POS chain would be dramatically, I would say, uh, improved in a sense that all transactions uh, on Polygon POS chain would be proven uh, back on Ethereum, and it would become the first decentralized uh, uh, layer two in the in the Ethereum ecosystem, to the best of my knowledge, at, at least, and uh, and by far the most used one. So we're very excited about this proposal uh, uh, because of that. And the second major consequence is that Polygon POS chain would become compatible, so to say, with the wider Polygon 2.0 vision that we are proposing now. Given that it's going to use, or it will use uh, uh, um, ZKVM, it can plug into this kind of interoperability protocol and seamlessly exchange uh, value with any other chain in, in the Polygon ecosystem. So there are these two major consequences of this of this upgrade. And yeah, it's a very big event for the, for the Polygon ecosystem, and we are very excited about it. So we, we've seen... Layer 2s upgrade themselves, both Arbitrum and Optimism. They've had their Nitro and Bedrock upgrades, but that's going from one optimistic rollup upgrade to just a better optimistic rollup upgrade. We haven't seen an optimistic rollup proof of stake chain upgrade to a ZK EVM. Can you, you talk about the actual details of that transition? Uh, it, what do, will people have to do? What will users have to do? What will node operators have to do? What, what are the, how, how should we think about that actual upgrade event? Yeah, for sure. So, so it's going to be pretty seamless upgrade, and it's generally pretty straightforward. The building the tech components for that will enable the upgrade was the hard part. Um, so, practically, what we have to do currently, Polygon POS chain runs uh, the block. Uh, the the validators are producing blocks and extending the chain. And every half an hour, there is a checkpoint on Ethereum. The checkpoint, in order for a checkpoint to be accepted on Ethereum, there has to be a signature or a set of signatures from the super majority of the stake in the in the polygon pos chain we're only and that's the only way the checkpoint can get accepted on ethereum what we practically need to do is to uh, modify smart contracts uh, for checkpoints on ethereum instead of or in addition to these uh, validator signatures it will also require the zkvm okay. proof so uh, uh, that's more or less the only thing you need to do uh, on, a, on a high level to upgrade this POS chain to uh, ZKVM Validium. And obviously there has to be a client upgrade and all validators will have to upgrade their clients, but that is pretty similar basically to any other 
upgrade or hard fork that, as you said, other layer twos or Ethereum or our ZKVM or POS chain, all of these chains are doing generally regular upgrades, i.e. hard forks, and that's going to be just another one for the validators. Uh, there is one additional component is now this unified liquidity and, and this interoperability, this bridge that is already holding some assets, basically billions of dollars of, of different types of assets, will just have to uh, merge with this with this um, interoperability pool or bridge that we are proposing now and that Sandeep uh, kind of described. But that is a separate process, so to say, uh, uh, of the upgrade itself. So long story short- And that has to be is... done also, you know, community has to be involved. Like obviously, only on obviously. that part, like Polygon community has to get involved where they have to vote and there has to be a governance process and how this bridge uh, moves into this ZK secured, secured bridge. But uh, otherwise, like for end users, it will be just like Ethereum much. Like we actually wanted to call it like at one point in time, I was a uh, you know proponent of calling it Polygon much because it's that unprecedented uh, kind of thing. As you, David, rightly said that it has never happened before. So it's kind of a very big event. And, and you know, uh, if, when, if and when the Polygon team pulls, uh, pulls through it, I think it's going to be a technological feat like the way Ethereum much was. And, uh, you know, the, it will look like and feel like exactly almost like the same event uh, that happened. Yeah, yeah I, I will tell you for me personally, the, the movement in this direction is kind of like a promises made, promises kept moment for me, because um, it could have been easier and it probably would have been easier for you guys to keep um, Polygon as a side chain and not um, pursue this whole ZK path. It would have, it would have been uh, easier, probably less expensive. You wouldn't have to kind of make the investments that you're making, and so for me, and I, I just want to be clear in, in kind of the summary of, of what's happening for for listeners who aren't in the weeds here. But uh, the Polygon proof of stake chain moving to be more secured by Ethereum and settled on Ethereum is a really big move and a really big moment. And David called it uh, unprecedented for kind of a, a side chain to do this. And what's happening, it sounds like to me, is the Polygon proof of stake chain is uh, converting to what's called a Validium. And if bankless listeners aren't familiar with that, the term Validium means, uh, it means basically like the consensus layer settles on Ethereum, uh, the data layer uh, settles not on Ethereum, somewhere else for now. That's what uh, a Validium is. Um, and there are other Validium examples that, um, you know, on layer two beat, you can see uh, Immutable X is one such example. Arbitrum has some, you know, Validium types of architecture. So that's where the proof of stake chain is going. And Polygon also has a chain that is fully fledged ZK EVM that the data layer and consensus layer completely settles down to an Ethereum. And these are kind of two chains that are working in parallel right now and two different options. Um, when about is this change going to happen? Will the uh, Polygon merge actually occur? Is this sort of up to the community? Are we talking uh, weeks, months, uh, something longer? Uh, definitely up to, up uh, to the community. We have this uh, governance process for for currently for the Polygon POS chain, which is uh, coordinated through the concept of PIPs, Polygon Improvement Proposals, which are kind of equivalent to Ethereum Improvement Proposals. Um, so uh, we will put the, uh, 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 an actual PIP out there for the community to to discuss very soon. I, I believe in a matter of uh, weeks, even. Um, after that, the, it depends on the, on on the feedback. There is a set of 
public discussions, on forums, on uh, Polygon protocol governance calls, etc. Uh, but so far, we have we have uh, pro proposed this upgrade as a what we call a pre-PIP. It's uh, like a document, official document meant for kind of temperature check of the community and whatnot. And the responses have been extremely positive so far, which means that the governance process can can uh, we can go through it pretty fast. I would say after we post the actual PIP, I believe maybe one to two months uh, to to kind of uh, gather the community consensus, and then it's a matter of actual implementation. And implementation will uh, will happen in several uh, phases, but I believe uh, definitely end of year should be realistic at least for the first phase. Uh, in my opinion, given the great kind of community feedback we have uh, we have received so far. MetaMask has something new. Introducing MetaMask Portfolio. MetaMask Portfolio is the best way to view your crypto portfolio from a holistic level. See everything across all the chains all at once. In your portfolio, MetaMask will report the aggregate value of all the assets in your MetaMask wallets and even the other wallets you import too. But MetaMask Portfolio isn't just a passive portfolio viewer. It is a place to do all of the money verbs that make DeFi so powerful. You can buy, swap, bridge, and stay your crypto assets. So not only is MetaMask the easiest place to see your wallets in aggregate, but it's also a powerful battle station for all of your DeFi moves. So go check out your MetaMask portfolio because it's waiting for you to open it up. Check it out at portfolio.metamask.io. Arbitrum is accelerating the Web3 landscape with a suite of secure Ethereum scaling solutions. Hundreds of projects have already deployed onto Arbitrum 1 with a flourishing DeFi and NFT ecosystem. Arbitrum Nova is quickly becoming a Web3 gaming hub and social dApps like Reddit are also calling Arbitrum home. And now Arbitrum Orbit allows you to use Arbitrum's secure scaling technology to build your own layer 3, giving you access to interoperable, customizable permissions with dedicated throughput. All of these technologies leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum and provide a a builder experience that's intuitive, familiar, and fully EVM compatible. Faster transaction speeds and significantly lower gas fees. Are you a dev, but you don't know Solidity? With Stylus, Arbitrum's upcoming proposal for a programming environment upgrade, developers can write smart contracts in Rust, C, C++, and many more coding languages. Arbitrum empowers you to explore and build without compromise. Visit Arbitrum.io, where you can join the community, dive into the developer docs, bridge your assets, and start building your first app on Arbitrum. Are you planning to launch a token? Is your token token already live? And are you granting your employees and contractors vesting token awards? And are you trying to figure out how to take care of taxable events for your team? Toku makes implementing a global token incentive award simple. With Toku, you will get unmatched legal and tax support to grant and administer your global team's tokens. Toku will help you navigate across the life cycle of your token from easy to use pre-launch token grant award templates to managing post-cliff taxable events with payroll. For legal, finance, and HR teams, it's a huge complex task to have to comply with labor laws, payroll and tax obligations, tax reporting, and crypto regulations in every country that you employ someone. It's difficult, time-consuming, manual, and costly, and it's drawing more attention from global regulators and governments. Toku makes it simple for leading companies in the space, Protocol Labs, Hedera, Gitcoin, and many more. So if you want some help navigating the complex world of token compliance, go to toku.com bankless or click the link in the description below. One very big component of this upgrade is, of course, the upgrade to the Matic token. Uh, and governance, of course, implies we have to govern with something, you need a tool to govern with. And that's that's the token. Can you guys walk us through how the Matic token is evolving here? Because this is a very big part of the story, correct? Yeah. So the, the Matic token, like, again, this is, as Ryan said, uh, you know, promises uh, kept 
uh, you know, uh, is basically promises made, made, promises kept. Promises yeah. made, promises kept. So basically, this also when we actually rebranded from Matic Network to to Polygon, uh, that was the same. Uh, uh, you know, again, we had promised that uh, you know eventually uh, Matic Network, which is which was a single chain kind of a ecosystem at that point in time, will migrate into this multi-chain on top of Ethereum. Even we initially called it a, called it like Ethereum's Internet of Blockchain. So, uh, you know, that uh, this will move from one single blockchain ecosystem into this token, which can support this multi-chain, uh, you know, ecosystem. And also this token is like a, a, a very... Uh, different in the sense that you know as as we call it like this third generation uh you know token why we say third generation is that first generation was btc right and btc essentially as a as a token of the network uh you can't you it doesn't have any utility for you as a holder in the network like you can't participate in the network using the btc in order to participate you have to buy hardware and do the proof of work then Ethereum, especially after this uh, proof of stake merge uh, that happened, now every Ethereum holder can participate in Ethereum uh, main blockchain and stake it and participate in, in securing the network, right? And But then this happens natively, this can only happen on Ethereum network itself. And there are like some protocols have been proposed that we can, which can, you know, uh, on the top of the protocol, they can do it uh, separately, but natively it happens only on uh, Ethereum. Whereas in case of Polygon, and that's why we call it a third generation token is basically with one single token, you can actually validate on hundreds and hundreds of chains, right? So, and that's why we call it hyper productive token that, you know, with you have Matic pole token, you can stake it on hundreds of chains and validate, provide your services on that. Not only you can validate on multiple chains, but you also have multiple roles to play in the chains because these layer two chains, you can actually play a role of a plain vanilla validator or sequencer, which is only just plugging the transaction and creating blocks. You can also participate as a, you know, uh, uh, in the aggregator layer as the, the interoperability layer that we just uh, described. You can also participate as a local data availability cluster provider, like many of the chains which will act as validiums eventually like uh, the, the, the super net chains that are launching app chains, basically polygon app chains that are launching those many of those app chains need low cost data availability for them. Many of them who will not be able to afford Ethereum data availability even after 4844 because the moment if 4844 launches you will have a lot of like you know people doing NFTs and all that stuff so it will the cost will grow only few in my analysis like few rollups will be able to top rollups which have high value in them uh, they will be able to afford that data availability but that has to be seen but you can play the role technically if you wanted to play to provide this small level data availability once a chain grows then you will need a global data availability like Ethereum 4844 and all that then fourth you can also, uh, you know, provide the uh, the role of, uh, I said, uh, sequencer, uh, data available providers, and uh, then uh, the aggregator layer, and then finally the provers. Because the way that, that now we are doing the proofs, the proofs are like single transaction-based proofs. So we have the technology basically. Eventually, it's not the high priority right now, but in one, one, one and a half years, we'll be able to, or maybe two years, we'll be able to create a decentralized layer of provers where you stake your Matic network, Matic token or Paul token, and then participate uh, in the network by providing the proofs for the chains. So essentially, you have multiple chains and multiple roles for the users. That's why we call it the hyperproductive token. And you participate in the network, provide the security of the network and 
uh, earn the return returns like which we call return on work ROW. I really like that progression because I think it gives us a short history of the evolution of crypto networks. So you have you have Bitcoin, which is you have zero networks to participate in. You just have the asset. You can't participate in the network. Then you have Ethereum, which you have one network you can participate in, one proof of stake Ethereum chain. And then you have Polygon, which true to its name, has a poly number of networks to participate in. And so you have zero progresses to one, which progresses to n n chains poly chains to validate the and also like not just that but also like not just chains uh but also like data availability and and other services as well uh and i'm just reminded by uh the early strategy that was polygon i'm I'm sure this was uh formally like uh emphasized as part of the strategy with the naming of polygon was the early strategy was to try all the chains try all the strategies all, all the combination of chains and now it looks like everything has like ryan said and, and one of the themes of this uh is that the convergence of the stuff that worked to converge in the right way and then all of a sudden you have one token to to validate them all uh i think you guys should have called it uh hyper sound money but <laughs> that's just me um what one thing i will say is the I, upgrade I, I, of Matt- don't want to be actually we don't see that except bitcoin and ethereum i don't think all mm-hmm. the other tokens should have to do anything related to money like money yeah that's okay that's 100 like, i agree, I agree. Yeah, yeah it's interesting i okay so I, a few things maybe to draw out of this too so just so listeners get this in their mind um yeah sandeep mentioned uh paul token pol token okay so the matic token becomes the paul token is that correct we're not talking about two tokens at the same no, time no, no. matic no, no. becomes paul it's it's kind of a re uh rebrand if you will it's so an upgrade re-brand. basically upgrade of the token it's one is upgrade. to one two yeah, it's an and it's a one. But there, there is a new token because their token itself does need to evolve and become imbued with new features. Correct? Yes, 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 yes. but it's a one to one. So if you have one Matic token, you get one uh, pull token. Is is yeah. that correct? Yes. yes, yes. But for all practical kind of purposes, it's a it's an upgrade of of a token. It's just yeah. that you have to, due to the nature of Matic ERC twenty contract, which is not upgradable, you technically have to deploy a new. ERC20 contract, which is a poll, but there has to be the pro- poll proposal is a part of the vi- wider uh, proposal for the new Polygon architecture, right? It's a, it's literally integral part and it ties together and secures uh, the, the whole uh, um, architecture that we're proposing. And, and it's uh, uh, as such, it has to be accepted by the community. And if it is to be accepted by the community, Matic will, for practical purposes, cease to exist. It will have no role in the in the polygon ecosystem so so again, for practical purposes it's it's an upgrade david do you know what this reminds me of it's kind of interesting um i guess a few things you mentioned you know poly you know, networks poly chains that you can you can validate with it's also um poly in terms of the functions uh it sounds like so it's not just being a validator you could be a sequencer you can be a data availability provider and it brings me back to um you know, 2018, 2019, when we were talking about the value of tokens in general. And this is right on the back of ICOs, right? Where we had this run up in all of these tokens. And on the back of that, we realized there was no such thing really as a utility token. It was a whole bunch of futility tokens. And we had these ideas that, well, what if we create, um, imbue our tokens with uh, the ability to service a network? 
create work tokens, if you will, similar to maybe a taxi cab medallion in New York City, where you have to have, in order to be part of the taxi network, you have to have your taxi cab medallion, and that's worth a certain amount of assets. And if you have that medallion, then you can service the New York City taxi network. Okay. Well, it's so interesting to me Man, that like throwback. it took us a while to get there, but here we are. This is a work yeah, token. Uh-huh. And Sandeep called yeah. this thing a return on work, right? So if you if you have the Matic token and, and later the pull token, then uh, it gives you a, the license to serve some function in the network, to be a worker bee, essentially. Mm-hmm. And what do you get for that? You get paid. Workers get paid in this type of a network. And that's effectively what we've created here. So sometimes I'm just struck by um, it's taken a few years, but like the original promises of crypto and the ideas that we've had just like take a while to play out but they eventually play out. And now we have another example of a work token to service the Polygon ecosystem. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. And I think this is because this stems from uh, from the roots of crypto. Roots of crypto, we started all, all started with BTC. And BTC was a currency or money, trying to be a money and currency. And every token in 2017, 18, I used to see like, oh, we will have this, this healthcare ecosystem and our token will be the token of payment. In this. Do you remember Dentacoin? It was a day. You, you pay for your dental appointment in Dentacoin? <laughs> Bitcoin for exactly, dentistry. Exactly. So that doesn't work. Like only there can be only one or maximum two global currencies or monies and everything else, every other token needs to have an actual, you know, stream of revenue for the end, you know, holders who are actually using that uh, token to participate in the economic activity of the network. And then as per their work, they are rewarded with the or uh, given the incentive uh, in form of the transaction fees, whatever service they are providing for that. And that's that's very straightforward and, and clean, like actually. Sandeep, Mahalo, I've got a I've got a bone to pick with you guys. It's called Polygon, but you called it the Paul token. Why didn't you call it the Poly token? Yeah. I mean the poly, first of all, there was like there is an existing token called polymath or something and then yeah poly- it's a 20 17 ico that's forgotten i got like, the who cares <laughs> yes, just name it poly and, and then, you know we we actually thought about it and then some people actually were making fun is can be polyamorous poly this poly yeah that, poly you know? poly networks right <laughs> it's poly it should yeah. be poly so <laughs> we thought about that but we we thought that you know let's keep this uh like again like high quality only three character uh, token. Mm. We don't want you to have ETH, like... You got Bitcoin, you got Paul. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something like that. So yeah, that was also a reason. But Mihailo... Nothing, but that's pretty much it. There is, I, I believe in that token, <laughs> there, is, there is some trading volume or something like that. So we yeah. didn't want to just uh, get involved with that. Okay, well, walk us through the third pillar of this big upgrade, the governance framework, because I would like to submit a governance proposal to change it to the <laughs> Of course, you can do that, and you might expect <laughs> some decent, decent support for that. Uh, yeah, so um, Polygon is obviously envisioned and is a community-owned network, but we, with this proposal, we believe this is, like, with Polygon 2.0, we feel like Polygon is maturing and in, in, in going to the next uh stage or next chapter in, in uh, every aspect, right? With the, with the architecture, with the native asset of the protocol, and with the way we really kind of facilitate that community ownership, which is the governance framework itself, right? So uh, 
they are they are three components of governance that we kind of identified uh, working together with the community on on this framework. And they are first of all protocol governance, and that is uh, the process is comparable to to Ethereum improvement proposals. We have this process of PIPs, which is currently active on the POS chain. We are just expanding it to the entirety of the Polygon 2.0 stack, basically. So uh, it's a it's a framework similar to or, uh, also, as I said, EIPs, uh, Bitcoin improvement proposals, uh, uh, Python improvement proposals, etc. IETF. Um, so uh, anyone is encouraged to to uh, propose an upgrade to any of the Polygon protocols. There is a process of public discussion, rough consensus gathering, and if there is rough consensus that that the protocol is that the upgrade is useful for the protocol, it's going to be included in one of the upcoming upgrades. So pretty standard things similar to what Ethereum, for example, is already doing. So that is protocol uh, uh, development. The second component uh, uh, or aspect of, of governance is what we call system smart contract uh, governance. System smart contracts are uh, um, smart contracts that are necessary to for uh, the polygon protocols to operate like bridging protocols staking uh, staking smart contracts uh, bridging smart contracts validation smart contracts for zk proofs etc so any type of smart contracts that lives on ethereum uh, uh, and have to be governed in some way so if you want to upgrade these contracts uh, the difference with ethereum governance is that uh, someone has to actually execute the the upgrade of the smart contract. Uh, Ethereum doesn't have that, so to say, issue because there are no system smart contracts in 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 such way. Uh, here we have this uh, uh, kind of uh, concept of multisigs or or a group of entities or individuals that can actually execute these upgrades. Uh, there are, um, uh, as most of the people know significant concerns with with these multisigs so we just want to upgrade this uh, um this process and make it more community involved make it uh, more secure increase the standards there and that's kind of the second aspect of the of the governance uh we are on all these aspects including this one we are working quite a lot with the community and today we published a report uh, uh actually l2bit worked on it and we just supported it and and uh, uh, um proudly kind of funded it uh, on, on system smart contract governance across the layer two ecosystem, right? So we want to establish kind of the standards here to work with the community to improve these standards and to increase transparency uh, with this kind of delicate uh, component of layer two governance, because we need a way, we will need a way to, in years to come to upgrade these system smart contracts. So we just want to make an effort uh, to make this process as secure and community involved as, as possible. And the third component is this uh, community treasury governance. So the poll proposal introduces what we call the, the community treasury. And community treasury is protocol funded, so self-sustainable basically support vehicle, if you if you will, for, for the Polygon ecosystem. So uh, uh, we propose this 1% uh, uh, yearly emission of of the poll token that will go directly to that treasury and the treasury is community controlled community governed and we just with this uh, uh, governance framework and proposal we propose how the the community treasury should be governed how are we thinking about this governance and we're also very excited about that because it further increases the decentralization of the project uh, uh gives more kind of uh, um 
more power to the community and introduces kind of a, a perpetual uh, support vehicle uh, for for the Polygon ecosystem. As we know, both Web3 and, and Polygon are in this early kind of phase of uh, uh, intense development and early adoption. And in years to come, the ecosystem will definitely require ongoing support. And we believe this is the uh, probably the optimal way to to provide that support. So these are three components of of the governance. As, as you can, I guess, see, it's a pretty comprehensive framework. Uh, uh, we have worked with the community quite a lot on it. And uh, yeah, we are very happy to to uh, to see initial very nice, very good reactions to it. We've just published it basically here at ETC the day before yesterday. So this is, of course, Polygon's biggest upgrade ever, uh, and it comes with the actual upgrade of the token itself. And I think the the upgrading of the token, along with all of the details that we've gone through on this podcast, with the to- the unlocking of the token to be more intimately a part of this network complete with governance abilities, it feels like the logical conclusion of Polygon. It feels like the culmination, the completion of the project from the original vision. Maybe there's additional steps and additional upgrades and improvements, but as far as maybe to use Ethereum as an example, we are now post proof of stake with Ethereum, post EIP 1559. We have like dank sharding, but like really left left to do, but left to include. But really, it feels like Ethereum, uh, from its core vision, is basically complete. Is that about where you would say Polygon will be post upgrade with with the upgrade to the from the Matic to Pol and upgrade from uh, from the proof of stake chain to the zk EVM? It feels like we are we're like you know done ish. Absolutely, like I think the the Polygon 2.0 vision actually is the like we believe is the. The, the end game uh, for the for any infrastructure provider. Like I, I was saying that, you know, whether Polygon implements it or somebody else implements it, but this looks to be an infrastructure or architecture which can actually, uh, you know, resolve the infrastructure era of uh, of blockchain. Like not only for Polygon, but that's actually like, you know, what we always believed, as you rightly said, David, that is this culmination of Polygon. Like we always started with this thing that eventually the end of the infrastructure era of Web3 would be where you have a network which is, you know, infinitely scalable and is composable across the network, right? And uh, that way, it definitely feels like, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of the ultimate uh, consolidated architecture, not only for Polygon 2.0, I am obviously biased, but I feel for the whole of Web3, like, you know, this kind of architecture, this kind of architecture will eventually, uh, you know, feels like end up becoming the end game of the infrastructure era. And it's so, so it's like, I, I always keep saying that, you know, in these crypto conferences and all that, like we will not succeed till the time like on the stage it's people like me and Mihailo who are still building infrastructure and all that and all the other protocols uh, like you know are building infrastructure they are on stage or they are the front faces of this of this ecosystem right whereas actually it should be the apps which are actually building useful applications for the users they should be the heroes of this and this will only happen when this infrastructure wars and infrastructure era is at least this stage one of this infrastructure era, era is over and uh, you know we have a decent enough infrastructure which can you know scale web3 uh, to 100 million users or even like a billion users and this definitely from our side like mihalo as you guys know he's been very active in the ethereum ecosystem and he has actually evaluated the uh, like multi sharded approach of ethereum versus like you know all the other uh, kind of multi chain approaches and uh, you know scaling approaches 
and i think mihailo also I, I i you know that day felt confident like you know when mihailo also said that to me also without any bias even if i remove like this feels like something which doesn't look to have like any kind of there's no dream in the polygon 2.0 like there is it's not like this will happen and that will happen and this kind of sequencer will come and that it's not like it's basically pure engineering part from here there's no research angle involved in this now it's all engineering optimization of these things and uh, you know productionization of these things and then we have that system ready so that's there and then second part like which is also very close to both of our hearts is that we always told ethereum community that you know all the chain not only polygon pos whatever this decentralized or uh, these uh, infinitely scaling uh, you know block space uh, that we will build they all will be secured by ethereum and this was whole a process of last 2 years to reach that place where we have the the viable technology which can actually prove and secure it on ethereum which we never believed in like you know it's going to be optimistic uh, you know approach it has to be zk approach and you see already few optimistic projects already talking about the zk proofs and all that because it is the the end game and uh, you know i think for us like for me also personally also and, and for mihailo also that's a, like a very great is going to be a great satisfaction that we delivered on that promise that you know this whole we are not ethereum aligned for the for the sake of saying because polygon pos is not secured by by ethereum we are actually we what we committed we are going to deliver and with polygon 2.0 also what we what we have committed we are going to deliver that there is absolutely no doubts about that like the way we have shown it before we will keep doing it in the coming days yeah De definitely i i would agree polygon 2.0 seems to be kind of kind of the end game both for polygon and for the for the um, uh, infrastructure web free infrastructure overall obviously we're biased but but um yeah, I, I don't know if you have time to maybe run through, but I have been always very, very interested in multi-chain systems, in cross-chain communication, in obviously layer twos and scaling infrastructure. And, and there have, if you really want to uh, design uh, um, this mainstream uh, 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 capable, so to say, web-free infrastructure, you have this free, comp you have to have basically these three components, strongest possible security, which is the Ethereum security, unlimited practically scalability and seamless interoperability there has not been a solution that or architecture that provides all free and we have we cannot identify any major concern with regards to these free properties uh in the architecture that we're proposing and that's something that i really needed basically as a, as as a, i really needed such an architecture so I can stand behind it. Uh, Sandeep and I have had, Sandeep is very focused on shipping and, and is pushing for, for acceleration of development cycles, which I completely understand and it's super important. But I have always been the one who kind of, who, who has been prolonging this divergence process, right? An experimentation process. I just really needed that confidence that, okay, I can stand behind this. We, I'm very confident that we should, as a, as a community, push towards this North Star and we are at this point now, and, and I am personally very, very happy and very confident uh, uh, that this is the, the the right approach. And after that, there are, I don't see practically any major upgrades kind of being required. I think, as, as Sandeep said, in, in in years to come, we will, in ideal case, just become that boring infrastructure player that is available, scalable, and everyone's using it. And yeah. I think one of the most impressive things about the story of Polygon is it seems the vision 
was articulated so early. And I, it was articulated, I think, before you guys even knew how you were going to get there. It was like the destination was known, but the path there wasn't totally clear yet. Exactly. And you guys just started throwing stuff at the wall to see what it worked. And fast forward three, four years later, and now we're, now we're finally here. And so I know Polygon has gotten its fair share of, of flack, as, as we all do in the crypto space over the years. And yet you guys have committed to the vision that you set forth for, your, for yourselves very, very early. And now we are finally here, and I'm sure that that is, uh, that is uh, just you know a huge weight off of your shoulders because we're here, and also just I'm sure you guys are quite proud of the the work that you guys have laid down. So congrats! Thank you so much. To be fair, this all has to be built now, but at least like <laughs> like there's a, I I believe out of Polygon 2.0 architecture, I would say at least 40% is full blown built and in production. Maybe additional 30% is being built and will be basically the staking layer is pretty much built uh, uh interoperability layer is at least halfway built because regulator yeah. is already on the way i would say actually i would say exactly 70 80 percent built more, out probably even more it's the productionization that probably we are doing even like more but yeah this yeah. cross chain also we were just talking about it that is already there in production in the form of lxl bridge but it just needs to be speeded up with this aggregator layer. So yes. that, that's the part. And that is also probably, built. We have to decentralize. It's actually 70, 80%. It's probably fair to say at least, yeah, yes. let's say, uh, we are speculating a little bit, but let's say at least 60% is built oh. in production. Yeah, I think that's fair to say because execution mm -hmm. layer is fully commoditized basically already. Yep. And yeah, but there is still, uh, we need to tie everything together and, and deploy everything in production. But uh, it's indeed huge weight uh, of of my shoulder personally because I, I have full confidence in this in this approach yeah every time we seem to hit a finish line here in crypto it actually appears to just be another starting line yeah. uh, but this is this is the journey right this is what we signed up for this is why this is so much fun i want to ask you guys about how polygon fits into the the layer 2 meta that we know it today so of course we have the OP stack for Optimism is their scaling strategy for producing many, many, many chains. The ZK Sync team has the ZK stack, which is of the same vein. Arbitrum now has Orbits. What's what's the Polygon chain? What's the what are the Poly chains? What what can we call these things? Yeah. So we actually have that supernet program already, like like quite some time. But that supernets originally till the time ZK proofs are not there. This these were all like you know side chains, and there are already like quite a large number of people who have developed that. Now we have the ZK proofs and like, you know, they all will be upgraded into the ZK proof. So we just, we are just calling them just for a different uh, differentiation as ZK supernets, but we still have to package that. But I think already by the number of chains, if you see, I think it already be, it would already be, uh, you know, I think probably the number one or equal number one or number two with the number of people that are already building on them. Uh, and it's just that we have not like, combined and branded that as yet like you know we are approaching that in in next maybe couple of weeks we will announce that uh but like uh, on the sidelines already people like some og projects like idex recently announced the zk uh supernet and uh gnosis gnosis pay has announced the zk supernet and uh, multiple more like ave gotchi and this and that like the multiple... immutable already has one correct oh yeah immutable is like you know the biggest one and i think in, right. yeah, you yeah. know if you know gaming web3 gaming like immutable and polygon together uh you know are like 85 to 90 percent of the whole like uh you know high quality double a triple a gaming market and uh you know immutable also completely moving from starkware to uh this architecture um and yeah like you know there, there are like just 
too many in that sense and we are just we just have to co- combine and market that like you know we have not marketed that yet because this whole uh, stack and deployment and everything uh, you know was separated out in the last 4 uh, 5 weeks only but people could use our zkvm uh, code to launch their own chains already for quite some time Yes, yes. The Supernet program itself has more than 100 basically projects either in some phase of building or, or already deployed or whatnot. And now they just need to kind of uh, align with this 2.0 vision that, that, that we have. And that's like for the better of each of these Supernets. So we're very excited and we believe we'll see more and more of these dedicated, so to, so to say, chains equivalent to what we have seen in Web 2.0, right? In the earlier days of Web 2, uh, this kind of shared hosting which is basically ethereum or polygon pos chain where multiple applications are just deploying and using it as a shared infra was much more common and as as web2 matured dedicated uh hosting or dedicated servers become kind of the norm right because of increased number of users and and traffic and everything so we believe this is kind of equivalent to what we have seen there and as applications are maturing we are uh, as an industry web3 is getting more and more users we will see more and more of these kind of dedicated servers in web3 terms which are basically polygon supernets and all of them will be secured by zk uh plugged into the same source of liquidity and seamlessly interoperable And yeah, that's how we view that. Well, Sandeep and Mahalo, it's been great to have you on Bankless to explain what Polygon's endgame is. Uh, it looks like it's within sight here, and you guys have clearly laid out the vision today and uh, are building that vision. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank pleasure, you. Pleasure to be Thanks, here, guys. always. Bankless thank Nation, so the wider context for this is we are in the infrastructure build-out season where all of our Layer 2s are getting massive upgrades. So I hope this conversation was helpful for you to learn about what's coming down the pike a lot of zk magic in store that is making our layer twos and our chains more decentralized it's a very exciting time to be in crypto although we're still in the infrastructure phase and uh, i'm excited to get to the future phases or we talk even more about the apps being built on top of these things. We've got some resources for you in the show notes. One is the Polygon roadmap that we talked about today and some tweets about the stack, about the token, about Polygon POS and its move to ZK. But I got to end with this as we always do. None of this has been financial advice. Of course, crypto is risky. DeFi is. Layer twos are. You could lose what you put in but we are headed west. Layer 2s are the new frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thank you. 